Welcome to our day one update. My name is Gakomo. Here joined by my two friends. Hi, I'm Air. Goldfart. And this is going to be our newscast, episode five, where we cover the recent news in the last two weeks. Um, uh, and I guess we'll just get right into it. <laughs> um, uh, the first story we have here is uh, Sony and Microsoft Azure joining up. So Sony and Microsoft has a, a partnership, and Sony basically just wants to use Microsoft's already uh, pretty dominant and uh, system of Azure as their cloud service. And that's going to be using... What is Azure? Azure is um, it's basically AWS. AWS is already the leader of uh, internet cloud. So like they host uh, most of the world's internet. I think believe more than 50% of the world's internet is hosted on AWS. Which Azure, is Amazon. Yes, which is yeah. Amazon, Amazon Web Services. And right under that is Azure. And uh, so Azure is already a tried and true system of Google, of a cloud system, right? And uh, it makes sense that Sony would want to partner with Microsoft to just use the system instead of developing their own to compete with Google Stadia, basically. Yeah. Since that's uh, going to be a big uh, competitor in the future. Yeah. And a lot of people did like see this news article and they were, they were freaking out about it for like a week. Yeah. Saying, hey, you know, Sony and Microsoft, they're buddies now. They're they're going to work together when really it's <laughs> it's it, it's not at all that because Sony is not PlayStation and Microsoft is not just Xbox. They're the big the corporations above them that mm-hmm. are much bigger than just Xbox or PlayStation. The parent companies. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, they were in talks for over a year. And it's mostly been handled with uh, Microsoft and Sony's senior management in Tokyo. So this yeah. is without the without the involvement of pl- this yeah, PlayStation play- unit. PlayStation didn't even know that it was happening. Exactly. Yeah. Like, that's how little it'll affect. Play- like, all this will mean is PlayStation Now, which is currently running, mm-hmm. and whatever PlayStation Now is going to be replaced with, it's just going to run on Microsoft it's servers on instead Azure. of Amazon servers. That's all it's going to be. It's not it, going to mean cross-play. It's not yeah. going to mean anything like that. It makes sense. Like use use Azure build a, and just to have like that uh, backing to compete against the biggest, which is uh, Google Cloud, right? And uh, Google Cloud, well, their own cloud system GCP is a uh, it's like third. It's not it's not uh, it's pretty new. So I can't really say that they they don't have a, that much of a competition. So if were, but if they were been talking about this for a year, this this can't be dependent on Google Stadia in any way. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's not. It's just cloud systems like they they know gaming is going to be going to the cloud in the future yeah. right mm-hmm. so this is just a good uh partnership to make to be made because just use a, another company's cloud do you know who nintendo uses for the switch because it's not azure because they have streaming stuff for japan exclusively like resident evil 7 and i think i'm not i'm not too sure like about it, what they use uh for resident evil 7 um you can play it on the switch but it's japan exclusive because it's all done on the cloud and like all the gaming is done on the cloud and i think one of the assassin creed games were also the same way like, it might it might be dedicated might be they'll okay. probably, probably do it themselves mm-hmm. uh that's a lot of infrastructure they have to deal with but there since it's probably only japan it's okay Mm-hmm. Right, um, uh, so yeah, the parent companies Microsoft and Sony teamed up. Mm-hmm. It's it's funny when this article came out is that I believe it was the Microsoft CEO, yeah, a Phil Spencer, that, yeah, that said, oh, not Microsoft CEO, uh, uh, Xbox. Xbox's CEO, that said this is great for Sony's gaming, right? Oh, so sorry, no, uh, that was Microsoft CEO, right? Uh, they they both said that. So the, okay. the, the the intention for Sony, the Sony's reasoning is. Uh, we want to build up our entertainment and our gaming. They specifically mm-hmm. say gaming and entertainment infrastructure. So that was stuff like PlayStation Now. That is stuff like downloading stuff from PlayStation Store. That is their music, whatever, um, 
And Microsoft's like, we like this deal because it makes us money. I, I just find it funny that it was Microsoft coming out yeah. to say to talk about Sony that uh, was, this would be yeah. good for gaming. Phil Spencer right? did tweet like, you know, at Sony, you know, yeah, yeah. glad to work with you. Not PlayStation, but Sony. So that's what sparked a lot of the whole, oh, maybe Xbox and PlayStation are going to be friends now. But this, not, I feel like know. this shows how uh, intertwined, cohesive Microsoft is with their divisions. And how disjointed Sony is with theirs. Well, I don't know if it proves Microsoft being cohesive because Phil Spencer tweeted this after the news came out, like on like oh hours after. However, remember Sony is the company that sued itself one time. Like their music division had sued another <laughs> one of their music divisions because I don't know That's, one. Like they're such a big company that it's, it's a huge company. Be, they, they are. I remember when Kazurai uh, uh, moved up become ceo mm -hmm. that was one of his goals was to unify sony wasn't right? it uh wasn't it kaz's successor that actually did it like his first week or first month or whatever he i'm not 100 percent sure if it was ever done or if uh, who did it but i remember kaz was saying that that was one of his goals going up that sony is really big and it's disjointed and he wanted to unify put playstation under that brand get their cameras under the same brand and tvs under the same brand and just be sony right mm -hmm. and have them talk to one another and we sort of saw that with the uh, uh sony um, playstation tv right and the fact that uh, even after that that we could see that some sony tvs had built-in playstation now you didn't even need the system you just needed a controller right um uh, so yeah, that brought that cohesiveness together and now it's funny that we're seeing that oh yeah playstation didn't know in fact they had to talk their employees down <laughs> right like Calm don't worry down, right? yeah. this is not affecting playstation, PlayStation 5 right? yeah which right? is crazy because everybody's like no we wanted it to affect playstation 5 <laughs> yeah that's the whole point yeah. that's why we're excited don't well, say don't worry just a little while ago i was just looking up like the microsoft uh chairs just like just out of curiosity and i found that phil spencer he basically reports directly to uh, the microsoft ceo satya nadella and like they're always in constant talks yeah. interesting so like whatever is, really happens so with is that the, not i had some i'd imagine that's the same for sony because playstation be is like sony, right? playstation is like one of their only successful brands at yeah, sony it should be the same for sony but it's shown here that satya nadella told phil spencer probably about this or they were in talks mm -hmm. beforehand like he phil spencer had some uh, play in this as well you know, well, it's, didn't it's, have that. it's really different because, like, if you look at uh, uh, Nintendo, how it's broken up into U.S. department and Japan's department and stuff, right? It's not necessarily that the CEO of one company talks directly to the CEO of the entire company, mm. you know? Um, I was working at Hyundai Capital, right? And our CEO here in Canada did not report to the CEO in uh, Korea. He reported to a director in the U.S., who then reports to his CEO in the U.S., who then reports to somebody in the, yeah. uh, Korea, right? So it's, it's different, right? And, and also, Phil Spencer could very well have, have a hand in Azure because of Microsoft's yeah. cloud streaming stuff. Yeah. So he might be, it might make sense for him to be on the, in the know for anything. Yeah, I feel, like, I feel like Phil was brought in, right? Um, uh, during their, not for the whole meeting obviously yeah. but like he's one of the heads and as you said he reports directly so like he he knew what was going on he had yeah, to yeah, yeah. It, it is a bit of a shame because crossplay is really rare with sony like, there is a rumor that nintendo might be joining in on this deal it's possible i don't know i don't know if that's there's any basis to that or if that's just wishful thinking yeah it's just a it'll rumor. be interesting if all three main gaming company the all the big gaming companies nintendo sony and playstation Nintendo Sony Microsoft. Yeah. <laughs> Nintendo Sony PlayStation. If they all run on Azure 
and then Google Stadia is left to run on GCP. Like it'll be kind of interesting. All Azure versus GCP at that point. Yeah, and basically. then we can kind of see that's, our, what's better. What it's, it kind of like shows off their own. Yeah, that, that's what came out with this whole meeting. This whole like mm-hmm. uh, uh, contract signing is that okay? Sony and Microsoft are teaming up because they see Stadia as a threat. Yeah, that's not the case. Yeah, right. But uh, it, 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 the, that's the sexy way of thinking of it. Like, ooh, like there's you know espionage and threat, but I'm it's really I'm, they don't I'm sure it is the case now. That's why that's why we're probably hearing rumors of Nintendo, mm-hmm. right? I'm pretty sure that they were ta- having talks about this, right? And as you can see, that PlayStation wasn't involved, so I'm pretty sure Sony was using this right to develop their bases for not just PlayStation, but for their TVs, their cameras, and everything, right? All their products across the board, they, they, they wanted mm-hmm. some sort of cloud base, right? And uh, now it's like, okay, here we got Stadia coming out. Mm-hmm. Maybe this was a good thing, and maybe we should get these people rolling the ball on some of this stuff. I think from what you were saying, like how it's going to be PlayStation, Microsoft versus Stadia, I think it's more so it's going to be Azure versus GCP and AWS trying to compete. <laughs> Because Google, GCP is a relatively new cloud platform, yeah. right? And they're going to gain a lot of traction in the future. Yeah. And Azure is already competing with AWS pretty neck and neck right now. So it makes sense for Azure to bolster their partnerships mm-hmm. to try so, to get more. So what does uh, this mean for the average consumer? The person who doesn't know what the hell AWS or Azure really is. Nothing really. More like, like always, everything is leading to cloud and more competition always speedens up the... Um, uh, technological advancements of that um uh, field so like cloud's mm-hmm. going to improve a lot over the time okay so it it does help saying that like okay cloud's going to have a lot of major improvements in the next coming years yeah and not just not not just in gaming but just cloud everywhere because yeah, cloud, in, cloud, cloud infrastructure in everything general. right mm-hmm. well okay so uh azure is big mm-hmm. right obviously not as big as aws but we're not talking about that right now so azure is big uh google's uh what a gsp right gcp gcp right that's really big too right if we talk strictly in terms of gaming now Mm -hmm. i think google is in the lead right microsoft's system hasn't really been focusing on gaming right they have um servers all over the world right but not like google i feel but um because no. latency is a big deal in gaming uh here's the thing Remember, azure, Xbox- I, azure has more than i think i think they I, I forgot where i read this or if this is just me speaking on my ass but i think <laughs> azure um, uh, actually has more uh, um i forgot what they're called but like uh build or infrastructure sets like do you know how like they yeah, have, yeah, yeah they have different regions like aws has because i know yeah, i know google we got and we got sets right here just I, like I think, 40 minutes away and keep in mind azure be- has more than aws and keep in mind just because google it yeah. google announced stadia first like their cloud focus first doesn't mean microsoft is just sitting on the rest because we've known we know from all the leaks and the reports next gen xbox they're going to have one console that's just pure cloud mm-hmm. and one console that's going to be traditional disc well digital not no cloud it, pure cloud like it, like a lot of the processing will be on the cloud, it won't be in the hardware. That's one of their one of their consoles. They're going to release two at the same time. That's what all the reports have been saying. So See, they're, they're rumors, though. Well, yeah, rumors and reports, yeah, yeah, yeah. but they're looking they're looking very very likely. And if that is true, Microsoft has not just been sitting on their ass waiting for like, Stadia to come up and then you know 
sitting up and being, oh, we have to do something about this. They've been developing their own cloud stuff. And because they have more, way more experience in gaming than Google does, I don't think that Google Stadia isn't... I, I don't think Google Stadia is as much of a threat um, to... Uh, Might be not Microsoft, but Sony it definitely is. Here's the thing. Sony was first out of the gate, and Sony's has sucked for the longest. Like ha- Sony's PlayStation Now has sucked the entire time, and they haven't done anything to improve it. So I don't know if there's they even care mm. you know i just feel like in terms of from my experience what i know of uh, i feel like google yes microsoft's better in the gaming but they've been focusing on uh, at least their cloud platforms right have been focusing on other aspects right and uh, here comes sony right who which dropped in this R&D money for gaming and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. To get this specifically done for gaming. Yeah. And because I feel that, like that, now that... Microsoft is being like, oh yeah, that's a good idea. Maybe we should do that too. <laughs> I uh, yeah. Hopefully this does lead to more, uh, like like Dauntless just came out. Dauntless is uh, a small indie game. I think you, they were working on it before Monster Hunter World was ki- like announced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's essentially an indie version of Monster Hunter. So um, they, they are like one of the three games on playstation that are cross-play with the xbox even though they're a super small indie game because the other two were fortnite and rocket league and no other games so everybody assumed okay it's because those two games have clout and a user base and they can they can swing their big money around to get that done with sony but uh dauntless is like yeah no it's oh. yeah but cross-play is different than taking the processing power off yeah no hardware i i bring it up mostly because it's you know, another step of possible cooperation. Like, cooperation is now being allowed on a super small indie game that literally came out a week ago, you know? So it's possible that while they might not be, you know, directly connected to the Azure deal... Maybe... No, I feel like that crossplay thing has more to do with Microsoft and uh, like, uh, Xbox and Nintendo and that whole little, yeah, Sony, you're dumb yeah <laughs> right because like we got games like rocket league coming out and mm-hmm. stuff that were cross play right and now dauntless i feel like this is just the start of a long line of games that sony's gonna have to like let go of because that's what people want right yeah and it, sony can't sony's not in a position to be like yeah we're we're gonna stick to non-cross play because look at the backlash yeah. they got it, it is it is funny because um they're they were doing an ama like the entire team of dauntless where they were answering a bunch of questions and one of the questions that they just kept ignoring over and over again is how did you get Sony to agree? How did you get Sony to work with the uh, Xbox and uh, PC and stuff like that? And that was always something they constantly just like ignored. So it might not be as clean cut as Sony being good guys. It might be Sony being like, give us money or something like that. Uh, I was I was completely lost. I was looking at uh, I was looking up data centers for AWS <laughs> for like the last ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, you just you were given this look like you need to just say something or just it's like, look. what are, are we saying something wrong? Do we got to move on to the next topic? No, I was just, no, like, I was just I was trying to figure out where you got what you guys were talking about because I was lost for the last ten minutes. <laughs> but if you guys are interested, I just found out that AWS has twenty data centers while Azure has forty. So Azure does have more. Ah, so yeah. <laughs> I, I i just assumed the moment i said monster hunter you just tuned out <laughs> no i was i just got into well, how do you does google have i don't know <laughs> right it took him so long <laughs> to find those two numbers this is this is not about aws and azure this is about between google and azure welcome to our like right? cloud networking podcast where we talk about my life's work is in the cloud right now so like <laughs> My no, I just, I just, well, they have like 40 data centers, right? So I'm assuming Google has probably just as many. Probably. Right? But they, Google also has a lot of remote servers all over the place, right? Mm-hmm. And that's going to help a lot 
for latency, right? If Azure's hopefully, if Azure's all all in these big giant data centers, right, and the closest data center is like good five six hour drive away, you know, like that's gonna affect us in gaming, right? Whereas I know Google has remote servers right here, like forty minutes away, mm-hmm. right? So smaller remote areas will be better for gaming. Whereas these giant data centers will be better to hold all yeah. this information. Right? In in theory, we have to look at how it, they compare when they roll out. I honestly, I don't have much confidence in any any cloud uh, focused gaming solutions. Every yet. every baby steps, right? Yeah. Yeah. Baby the first steps. the first wave is usually bad. Cloud has made major strides in the past few years, so yeah. it's, do you think, always, uh, it's only going to get better. Do you think PS Five will have much uh, cloud based? Oh, well, I I, I assume so because of this deal. No, I doubt it. No. Yeah. And with the increasing size of games, the installation sizes and everything, like cloud is literally going to be like the only way to go. Yeah, we could we could go to talk about PlayStation Five from there. Uh, yeah. So uh, there's we are uploading or we just uploaded yeah. a little um, podcast where we break down Wired's interviewed with uh, Mark Cerny, mm-hmm. detailing the first stuff confirmed about PlayStation Five. Um, there is a little bit more to talk about that just came out, um, long after we recorded that, but basically there will be a lot of cross-gen games like PS4, PS5 games. Um, it, it is looking like they will be cross-play between PS4 and PS5. See, that's good. That, yeah, like good. Yeah. Right. That news came out and I feel like I wasn't wowed by that. Here's the thing. It's not new because, uh, Guilty Gear Exert was came out for ps3 and ps4 and that was crossplay. like you could play and it was funny because if you were a ps4 player and you played against ps3 player for the longest time there was less latency Again, like yeah that's what i'm saying i wasn't wowed about it. you're 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 doing crossplay it between a previous generation system right mm-hmm. which you said will have backwards compatibility on right like this is yeah. not wow news right it's yeah. good news it is yes. right but it's not like yeah. i feel like that word crossplay. It's right, just, uh, it was useless. It's not. Yeah. It's not crossplay. Yeah. Oh, so my, do you like, think? Yeah, sorry, sorry. Sorry, I have a quick question. So, like the crossplay they're talking about, is this about playing PS4 backwards compatibility games on PS5? Or That's is exactly it what I wanted to ask. Like games. What do you think? Because when I read this, I was under the impression that it included cross-gen games. If, I don't think it should. I don't think it includes cross-gen games. Okay, because then yeah, then this doesn't mean much to me. Because the difference between uh, the Xbox 360 and Xbox One, the, the Forza was a cross-gen game. Forza Horizon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Three, I think, and there was a huge difference in the map and like how the game acts. Well, yeah, I, so I, I, online I don't is... expect it to be okay. all games. I expect there's... it to be depending on the developer, depending on how big yes. the differences are. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a difference. I feel like any games that come out before the PS5 and get ported to the PS5 will mm-hmm. be, yeah, easy. Right, so like, like you'll look better, but like you'll be able to play. Right, yeah, any game like... that was made for the PS5 and was forced to be on the PS4. Yeah. But like even so, like Last of Us Part Two. Uh, that multiplayer that's going to be attached, like how the first Last of Us was, it's going to be probably crossplay. Yeah, like well. even uh, GTA, GTA came out for the 360 PS4 first, but then when it got ported to the Xbox One or got made for the Xbox One, they added new features such as like first person view and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. stuff's not going to be on the older version. Yeah, that was a but, but I know that could be the. I'm pretty sure they could have passed yeah. it in if they wanted to, or it was like a marketing strategy, like, hey, how do we get the people off the PS3 uh, version and onto the PS4 version? Mm-hmm. All right, let's give them first person view, right? And it's gonna make it exclusive to the PS4 because they wanted to push everybody 
that bought that version mm-hmm. to buy it again. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think it's just going to severely depend on the type of game it is. If this is a very strong game, then just, I don't think it's going to be cross uh, is going to be that beneficial. It, it, it would be cool, though, because I think be Exert cool. is the only one that I can think of that did it. Uh, other than MMOs, of course, but those aren't really And count. honestly, majority of the games I feel like that come out for a launch of a system aren't online games. Right, you'll have like uh, two or three online games. The majority of them are just like, all right, let's show you what the system can do. Like the right? PS4's knack. Like, there's also Call of Duty always does cross gen for that year. So Ghost came out for Xbox One and also for 360. But I'm not sure of the differences between the two. I know there's huge graphical differences, but I don't know about like gameplay and stuff like that. Hmm. So I can't really. I I doubt there were. I can't I can't speak on it either. But like I doubt there were many gameplay differences between the two. Right, other than. Uh, I graphics. Think, yeah, that's what I'm right? I, I don't remember because the, that game is like a, a esports esque game. It goes also suck, right? So, so. <laughs> well, it might not matter it, like PS5 and the Xbox Two and whatnot because it's looking like there there are reports that the U.S. administration, the current U.S. administration, might be imposing a 25% tariff on all Chinese made goods, which include the PlayStation and Xbox consoles. So twenty five. That, that doesn't include just the console. Well, no, know? it w- <laughs> that includes it like includes that all of the technology. It, it includes everything, <laughs> but it also includes since we're talking about gaming specifically, it will probably affect the price of the PlayStation Five and the Xbox One if this tariff thing does not go away anytime think, soon. If this trade war doesn't end with China, Canada as well. No, because Trump's not our leader. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Is, is it because we're like close to Trump? That there, there like, might hey. be there might be something in NAFTA too that's like you know help us with tariffs but i doubt it because we're in our own little tariff tiff with mm-hmm. us as anyway so it might be funny if canada ends up getting cheaper consoles for the next gen depending on how long this trade war goes <laughs> yeah it's... it'll be a turn of well uh... see look here's here's the thing table turn. right playstation sony is a japanese company mm-hmm. right but um, but it's made the consoles made in china that's the problem no i get that it's a japanese company right so those tariffs shouldn't affect us Right. However, Microsoft being an American company, right, I feel like they're gonna try to cut some of that cost onto us. I I kind of think the opposite because Microsoft is an American company. They might be granted an exemption because Trump does that. Yeah, because it's an um, American company. Yeah, and you know it's and Microsoft is one of the biggest companies in the world. So. Yeah, I I mean the like the even the whole Huawei thing. It's decimating Huawei's mobile division right now, but. Mm. Trump himself says, yeah, I can end it whenever I want. And there, are, it is looking more and more likely that it's going to end in 90 days, which, you know. No, they gave a 90 days uh, uh, window leeway. Yeah, it, it, it's 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 not that, but the, it could end. Like, the Huawei ban yeah. could end. Because Trump himself. I feel like, because I've been actually uh, paying attention to that. Right? Yeah. Huawei is, I so feel like, it's. I feel like they're good. I, they don't give I, a damn. They may not give a damn, but, like, it might fragment a lot of, like, the... Uh, Technology because they they had to be I don't moved from so. the Wi-Fi uh, council or whatever they yeah, call yeah. they voluntarily withdrew from the USB. I, um, I feel like the biggest thing that's gonna hit them is the five G thing, right? Yes, yeah, that's true. However, right, um, uh, man, we're getting into politics here, which I really don't want to. But they're talking, uh, Trump and them are talking with AT and T to put five G up on uh, US networks, mm-hmm. but it's not real five G. Yeah. Whereas Huawei comes out with real five G. And China is going to be leading in that, right? And not only that, Huawei has a good three, four months of backlog on all their equipment. Well, no, the, right? only on the, the Snapdragon, like the Qualcomm. Uh, not the Qualcomm, I'm um, sorry. Ah, what's the company called? 
Well, they yeah. Well, I think whatever their chipset is used, like their Intel, because Intel has no anything made in the U.S. or um yeah, they, outside China, they have a stockpile of. Yeah, but they only have a stockpile of up to like ninety days. But here's the thing: the biggest issue with that is uh, they can't use Android anymore. So that's why they're scrambling to like, all right, well, we had our own like. You know how Samsung had Tizen, yeah. and they're like, we're not going to be reliant on Google anymore. Well, we're going to have Tizen, technically, and they, they did test marks, and it sucked. Technically, so they technically, they can use Android. Yes, but they can't right? use the Play Store. They can't use Google Updates. It's open and, source, yeah. right? So they could make their version of it, and I feel like they have enough experience, right? Dealing with Android and smartphones and stuff for them to come out and be like, hey, listen, we don't need it. That's what Samsung said about Tizen. And it didn't Samsung work out. a different case altogether. <laughs> I don't know. Because Samsung is, I think, more experienced about Android and like more dominant about Android than Huawei. But even they couldn't get Tizen off the ground. They, they got Tizen watches and I think they put them in their fridges, but they could not get it working on their phones. Yeah. And so they just gave I, up. I don't feel like Huawei has that problem. Hmm. Huawei's got money to throw and they got the backing of China. <laughs> right? Whereas Samsung... There's a big difference between the backing of China and the backing of Korea. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> so like, that's true. Yeah, although, uh, it before, like, you know, we got obviously way off track. But yeah. Yeah. just worth mentioning, it's just uh, if we are talking about consoles alone, uh, Switch is made in Taiwan, I think, right? Yes, or, I think so. So that actually wouldn't be exempt. Or sorry, that would be exempt from the 25%, up to 25% Man, This is going to increase so many like, tension between Taiwan and China again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, Yo, when I went to Taiwan, I was looking up articles. I was like, I looked up Taiwan. First, like 10 articles were like, impending war between China and Taiwan and stuff like that. I'm like, shit, am I going to die? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we, we can get way more into politics. Yeah, that's, that's well, we're else. not, but we're yeah. not. Yeah. Um, All I'm saying is go, go read up on the Huawei stuff. It's mm -hmm. very interesting, right? Yeah. And uh, for your, the Americans mm -hmm. listening, the tariffs, the, the terror, tariffs might affect you guys somewhat, right? But you guys get cheaper stuff anyway, so yeah, we've been paying more. I know we've we more for consoles for, for this generation. We've been paying so, more for yeah. everything. Just, just, <laughs> just hope not too many companies pass off the pass off the cost to the consumers, and when the lift, the ban is lifted or the tariffs are lifted, I mean, that they will lower the prices again. Just, just hope that happens. I'm, I'm interested to find out how much of those consoles, right? What parts exactly, or how much of it is made in the U.S. Hmm. I wonder. Yeah, I wonder how much they can't just like relocate from China immediately. If the if like this is gonna look well, like, everything is made in China. I know, like, legit. Like there's knockoffs for everything. There's yeah. real stuff for everything. So I feel like whatever part they needed that they were getting from the state, they could just go to a Chinese company and be like, "Hey, listen, you you're our you're our supplier now, right?" <laughs> yeah. So I don't feel like that's a issue at all. It's just the the tariffs and how they affect. I feel like Sony. It shouldn't affect us for Sony at all because they're a Japanese company, right? They have their own little thing going on, right? And we could get those systems here in Canada at least and uh, in other parts of the world except for America. And Microsoft's the only one that would be interesting to look at because they're an American company and how tariffs affect them and how we have to pay off that cost, right? Because we do. Like If you look at Australia, Brazil, even here in Canada, we pay more than we should. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Speaking of um, paying and U.S. government and... No, that was a bit of a reach. I, well, <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like there was a segue there, but... You just died. <laughs> we delivered it. That's you what just it found was. two words that are a little bit similar between the two things. <laughs> There's a loot box. There's a loot box bill ban yeah. that's uh, gaining some traction in the states. Um, basically, a 
I think this happened uh, first happened a week or two ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh uh, Josh Hawley, who's a senator from Missouri, Republican um, senator, he is uh, he wrote an anti loot box bill essentially saying. You know what? Loot boxes are targeting our kids. Yeah. You know, it's very irresponsible. It's promoting gambling to our kids, and it's um, it's, it's something that can end. Hasn't this bill already been passed in the year in Europe? It's uh, passed in, in Belgium. Belgium. In Belgium, Belgium has yeah. right. And so, I guess now they're because America's always plays catch up when it comes to this stuff. This has been a well, huge it's, topic it's, for the past few years now. Yeah. Right? And here's the thing. have been talking about it for a while. So there's a lot of discussion on this because uh, some people say it might be too overreaching. And some people say it might ban like good DLC, like expansions and stuff like that. But there are a lot of caveats built into the bill, which like, you know, cosmetics are, you know, it, it, they specifically define pay to win in certain aspects. Like pay to win is not cosmetics, but things to make progression easier. Things to unlock, ways to unlock levels, ways to reduce timers, things like that. And those are the things he wants to ban outright in all games. Mm-hmm. So, um, from sorry. what I know, Belgium, they completely banned loot boxes altogether. Yeah, right? and, and a so, lot of mobile games are like, all right, we're not operating in Belgium anymore. So Nintendo is pulling Fire Emblem Heroes and Animal Crossing uh, for, out of Belgium. Well, for One Piece, One Piece Treasure Cruise. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, they just took out the ability to buy gems in Belgium. Uh, the in, game's still there. In but. Kingdom Hearts, the uh, mobile game, they also took, they just stopped operating in Belgium. They're like, all right, your laws suck. B- b- blame your government, we're gone. And everybody's mm. like, we don't care. <laughs> we don't care. We like this law. <laughs> but if it's the United States. Yeah, that's who, a big market. Yeah. yeah. That's a big market. They can't just ignore it. And man, a lot of people are like, you know, this is a scorched earth approach. Like this is too strong. This is too invasive. I'm fine with that. You know what? Like gamers have been complaining about loot boxes and microtransactions the entire time. We've been begging them to like control yourself, regulate yourself before the government comes in and ruins it for everybody. Mm -hmm. And they didn't listen. They just kept pushing and pushing and pushing. Need to be regulated. But I feel like getting rid of them, right, is... uh the mistake like i i feel strongly against loot boxes too right but i could see where they could be beneficial right yeah but it yeah it, it will be beneficial for sure because people won't be gambling every five seconds on their phones and stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. but but no like yeah, for like, cosmetic reasons and stuff the company gets a little bit of extra kickback that money goes towards another game right mm-hmm. and so like yeah okay if you for that like you want to okay. make a skin um uh, under a loot box all right, go for it. I think just right? most of the impact, like it's going to impact mobile games a lot more than it's going to impact any other gaming company, really. Yeah, I, I think so too. Um, do you think that like big games will say something like, oh, well, now that we can't, you know, gouge you with microtransactions, we're going to have to raise the price from seventy nine nine for new games to, I don't know, $90. Oh, definitely. Definitely. You'll get, they're always trying to find ways mm-hmm. to uh, increase the thing. So this, this could be a great way for them to go, hey, Listen, we were making this much amount of money on microtransactions, and now you took that away from us. So we can't afford to make these games. So here, these games are now ninety dollars, right? You know what? Given how like little developers are paid and stuff like that, that's fine. But I don't even know if that money is going to go to developers. It's probably just going to go to executives who are just going to pocket it. You know. I'm wondering how this is going to affect mobile games as well. Yeah, because like the whole strat, that most of these games are free, and they mostly rely on microtransactions to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fund themselves. It's gonna be all ad revenue. So, are they gonna <laughs> go towards buying the app and then allowing more options to get free to play like currency? So I feel like yeah, yeah, I feel like uh, so like you, you would have to yeah, you would have to buy the app or it's gonna be ad heavy. 
Yeah, and I think right. I don't I don't mind that like watching ad and get like a gem or some shit like that. Right? Like, can you <laughs> ima- can you imagine that between for like One Piece, right? Mm-hmm. Before every fight, after every fight, okay, that's gonna be there's an annoying. ad. It's gonna be pretty annoying. I think right? I think it's not about you getting a gem; it's about them getting the revenue. Yeah, right. I think it's more likely that they they might just stop operating at like in United States at they all can't, because they can't afford that. No, here's the thing. Here's the thing. server is just going to go down then. But basically. United States very rarely for at least Japanese mobile games that like we are more likely to play, not the primary target. It's usually Japan. If mm-hmm. Japan doesn't pass these laws, then whatever. But if United States pass these laws, they can still possibly survive. They won't, ha- they won't kneecap their revenue in Japan just to appease American mm. um, audiences, right? No, but you're talking about Japanese developed games only, right? True, but like there's even, a huge market in... of uh, micro. Like, look at EA, man. EA makes so much money on microtransactions. Candy Crush is under like, EA now, right? Clash of Clash the... of Clans and shit like that too. Right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, but they can operate outside of uh, outside Candy of... Crush is not under EA. Activision, Activision, Activision yeah, yeah. Right. But yeah, they can operate in any country other than the United States. They even though they would lose a significant chunk, they'd lose a lot more if they were to just change their entire model. Because of the United States. No, no, yeah. Well, they're not going to give up money in other countries that allow loot boxes, mm-hmm. right? But this will definitely be big for them to lose a massive chunk. Like, let's say yeah. you're making a million dollars a year, right? All of a sudden, the, the million dollars a year is not a lot of money, right? I'm just just use that. You're, all of a sudden, U.S. comes and goes, hey, listen, we're, we're doing this. And now you're only making $20 a year. Mm-hmm. Right, you're you're huge. America's a huge market. The rest of the world can't compete against it. Mm-hmm. Right, you if you take all of Europe, right, on Australian stuff, then yeah, I'm pretty sure you could lump in to compete against U.S. But the U.S. is a massive market, right? And for them to go, hey, listen, no loot boxes, right? Um, that's gonna affect these companies, and a lot of these companies aren't gonna like it, right? Which it needs to be regulated, yeah. But but I. You can't just go straight up, no loot boxes. I don't. I don't feel like that. It, well, it won't be no loot boxes. It'll be no loot boxes, no pay to win. They they will likely yeah, be yeah. loot boxes with cosmetics in them. But um, honestly, I, I I feel like I should be mad. I feel like I should be like you know this could risk like other avenues of gaming. It could risk like DLC expansions, like good DLC expansions. It could risk all the stuff. I don't care. Like I, I'm, I'm so exhausted about this loot box and microtransaction nonsense that, fine, scorch the earth. We might take some negative hits, but like it's a necessary evil. I'm fine with this bill. You know, and it does have a little bit of bipartisan support. Like some Democrats are, you know, signing again. On, but, but we're we're in Canada, so yeah, we have our own. Maybe we'll and become the bigger market. Japan's, <laughs> Japan's never gonna do this bill because they have they freaking, love they have pachinko parlors. They love their across gotcha. the street everywhere. They so. love gambling. They promote gambling like no tomorrow, mm-hmm. right? So I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, uh, how this affects gaming in general, but uh, yeah, how do you guys feel about um, pay to win in a way that is not obtrusive? to the game right but it gives people who don't have enough time to play a 60 40 hour game to progress faster uh honestly a single player game or a multiplayer game uh let's say the game like witcher okay well here's the thing witcher as is right now remains as is Mm -hmm. right that aspect doesn't change but let's say you could pay an extra ten dollars or whatever right and you're max leveled 
That is fine because it's not balanced to make you grind or waste time or mm. make mo- or spend money. Yeah. That being said, we don't. That that's very rare. For that yeah, because like games designed like that, like if you look at Mortal Kombat, right? Um, uh, not eleven, but like ten when they had their like loot box uh, fiasco again, yeah. right? It was like, okay, you either grind for forty hours for this one character. Right or like it's Street Fighter, right? You grind a million hours for this one character, right? Or you could pay ten dollars, right? Actually, I can give you a, an actual um, Capcom example. So Devil May Cry Five technically has microtransactions, like pay to win microtransactions, but they're all because you know. So you have the option of buying red orbs. Red orbs are essentially experience points. Mm-hmm. So you complete a mission. The better you do in a mission, you get more red orbs, and then you can use those red orbs to buy skills, buy more moves. Yeah. If you just want to start with all the missions you can pay some money and just start with all the moves but the whole point is progressing and using your skills and getting better to buy the skills yeah alternatively if you want to increase your max hp you have to get something called blue orbs and the way to get blue orbs is finding them through secrets or completing like a skill challenge like stay in the air for 15 seconds while doing all your moves or you know don't touch the ground when while killing all these enemies or don't get hit by this crowd of enemies yeah they're all locked behind skill not grindy skill. It's just, are you good at the game? Then you unlock a challenge. Yeah. You could buy blue orbs as well. So you're saying that's a good because way of doing it. Because it's not balanced to make you spend money. Okay. I d- and I didn't even know that you could buy blue orbs until after I beat the game. Because like it never once told me. See, that's hey, the to- thing. You're going to have to regulate that, right? Because it could yeah. be really like, okay, here's this, uh, this weapon that could help you run through the game. Mm-hmm. Oh, but in the game you can't get the weapon yeah or, or like, like a fight or a fighting game like Mortal Kombat. you can buy frost early or you can beat the story mode to get um, to unlock frost yeah uh like a lot of fighting games do that you can yeah. just buy the dlc character or so buy the character early to, instead of unlocking that character yeah but like don't make it so that you have to sit there for a hundred thousand yeah. hours grinding for enough points to get this character yeah, give give the right? option there but don't say this is the better option yeah it's, it's like make like, the game and then figure out right how you can make it faster and discharge. It's also like a single player game, right? So like, yeah, it doesn't really affect anyone else's or like your rank above exactly. anyone else's. Yeah, that's true. Game. It's literally just your own isolated environment. For like multiplayer games, where like you could actually get a leg up by doing pay to win. Yeah, actions, like, that's that's, that's issue, yeah. Right? That's, honestly, that's a good yeah. point. Um, I don't know if there's a way to do it for there multiplayer isn't. games because all mo- all mobile games are like that. Literally, like. Every mm-hmm. game has like an online ranking type of system, and mm. you can only get there by doing pay to win. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Right? Yeah, that's actually a good point. Um, yeah. I, you know what? For multiplayer I, games is, uh, I feel like that's where you do the cosmetic thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Uh, here's the thing: it's it's really messed for cosmetics as well because like kids now, you know how so obsessed they are with Fortnite. Kids get bullied when they don't have the expensive skins. Like, yeah, it, like it, that's what kids do now. Like they bully other kids because hey, yeah, your parents Fortnite's are a different your, monster yeah, altogether. Your parents yeah, are my, too poor to afford this unicorn skin. Like, like my cousin, uh, he he buys Fortnite skins all the time, right? And he has a bunch of PlayStation gift cards for buying Fortnite skins. Why? Because like I asked him, like, so what gameplay advantages give you in the game? Like, do you get better or anything? He's like, no, he's like, it's just because it looks cool. I'm like, but you have skins all these, are twenty bucks. You have all these gift cards. I'm like, you could have bought like a good. Few, chunk like of 10 games. more games you could have right? bought a real game playing. then he's like eh. and i was like no that's not how you're spending money like, that does his, <laughs> does, does his parents know that how he's spending his money yeah oh my god but like that's why i just kind of stepped in and i'm like nah man like if you're gonna 
if you end up buying more gift cards or V Bucks, I'm telling your parents to talk, talk, talk to me about it. Yeah. Here's the thing: like, how how much how many skins can you, you get buy? skins free to play in the game? Yeah, I, I have no idea how far that works. I'm assuming you can. I, there has to be right? a way to grind. Because if V-Bucks. all the skins are locked behind a paywall, right? Then I feel like that's the wrong way to do it. Well, right? they have battle passes which you have to buy, which come with skins or something uh, like that. Right? But like, but like, if you're charging cosmetics, right, in like loot boxes. Fine, do that. Mm-hmm. But allow the people who play the game for free or who bought the game, right? Allow them to be able to grind some to unlock it. Some, mm-hmm. not like a lot. Well, like how it was back in the day, like how you said for Double May Cry, like you unlock skins by skill challenges. Yeah. Like that would have well, been yeah. sick. Yeah. Alternatively, alternatively, do the a- Fortnite should do the Apex Legends route where it's the same system, like buy skins for like $20, except nobody buys them because they're all crap and mm-hmm. they all look ugly and... That's how they should do but it. That's a mistake. <laughs> like, that's how they the should do it. Remember back in the day, like how much, like the multiplayer first-person shooter games, like like helmets or like type of gear would be locked behind skills. Yeah. Like the gold gun in Call of Duty, you can't buy that, but you have to unlock every single skill for that gun to yeah. get that gold gun. I I forget who said like, it, but there was a quote. It's like uh, before we used to enter cheat codes, now we enter our credit card. Number. Yeah, but, but like it, yeah. it used to be like a badge that like okay, I did all these skills for this gun, I deserve this gold skin, but now yeah. it's like you have to buy it because it kind of gets rid of that feeling. Yeah. I feel like the easiest way they could, um, uh, go around that, right? is like make free to play better it, especially in call of duty you give every player a free to play badge oh no they, they <laughs> actually did you not see the um so i think it was call of duty or battlefield 2 but they essentially had this uh expansion like or whatever and if you wanted to play other if you want to play those maps you have to everybody has to have that expansion right mm-hmm. but if you don't buy that then you get like a little warning badge beside your name so when you're in a lobby the idea was there if there's that one person with the warning badge they're going to be feel they're going to feel so ashamed that they're locking everybody else from the no no paid i'm maps. saying no no they're, they're locking everybody else from the paid maps so they have to they feel compelled to leave or go buy the pass however what ended up happening is you could load into a map and in a room of 16, one person bought the patch and everybody else had the warning sign <laughs> to prove that nobody bought this stuff and it completely blew up in their face. No, I'm saying like, you don't get, shame them. Yeah, okay. you don't shame them. It's like, you got the free to play badge. Just like, okay, you grinded it out. You got yeah. this stuff, yeah. right? Like this is like, oh, you, you earned you, it. Yeah, you had to pay $5 for this gold skin. Guess what? I got it for free. <laughs> like, I, I like they could uh, separate. Like, okay, you could have some cosmetics that are only just free to uh, you could buy. Mm-hmm. But like, there are some that are locked behind getting only from skills and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like the old Call of Duty. I would love to have those back because it would have been sick to grind those out and be like, okay, I have this now. It's an yeah. accomplishment. I feel like where if you Pride lock the skin behind the the paywall, right, yeah. you're gonna get this Fortnite situation, this mm-hmm. toxic environment, right. Yeah. Whereas if you make it so that it's you beat the story mode, you get the skin, mm-hmm. right? You uh, do 10, 15 matches, right? That gives you enough points to go uh, play the slots for the skin, mm-hmm. right? Um, uh, you grind it out, you get the skin, but not like 100,000 hours excessive grinding, right? Or you can pay $5 here, mm-hmm. right? Nice little yeah. of both. Unfortunately, there's a very thin line on, as to, you know, it, it's a subjective line to say, is this fair or is this um, predatory? Is this targeting adults fairly? Or is this uh, targeting children unfairly? Mm-hmm. And the only way to really regulate that is to ban it. At least that's what the United States government would do. Yeah. They're 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 going to use a hammer to fix a minor issue. My ideal way to get skin skins is for it to be locked behind skill challenges. Yeah, that's the best way. For I, I'm 
if you don't if you're somebody who has a full-time job or has kids and you don't have the time to play games and you just want to bypass stuff by paying money honestly i feel you for story for story games right i feel like that's not yeah if you don't gain a competitive advantage yeah yeah. sure i guess but honestly i feel like that's okay just play play other games play games no that's not true man like i love like witcher well, such an amazing game, right? I still haven't beat it. Seriously, right? I have so many amazing I've, games that are on my backlog that I don't have time for. Yeah, and I'm not. I'm not. It's, I'm playing other games, short games, right? But like, if I, if I had the option in Witcher, right, be like, okay, I'm cheap. Yeah, I probably wouldn't do it. But I'm just saying, right? Yeah. If I had the option where it's like, okay, max level character, right? Unlock all the the side quests, so I could pick and choose what side quests I want to do. I don't have to go find them, mm-hmm. right? And I could be like, okay. I got two hours today, right? Let me run through all the stuff I want to enjoy, right? And then I come back a week later. Okay, I got another two hours, right? I get that. But if that comes at the cost of having other games being predatory as they are now, I don't think it's worth it. Because That's if, what I'm saying. It needs yeah. to be regulated. But, but if we had to choose between either not, no, none at all or how it is now and leave the system as is, I would rather have nothing at all. Yeah, same. I would rather have people just pick, all right, I'm either going to play Zelda really, really slowly and beat it in a year or two, or I'm just going to play other games that are more suited to my lifestyle mm. as opposed to, yeah, I get to pay and progress myself, but, you know, a bunch of kids are going to be, you know, compelled or tricked into spending money. A bunch of uh, adults are like, oh, I can't play this game because it, it forces me to play money to be competitive. Yeah. I yeah. don't think it's It doesn't, it, I don't, it doesn't work in co- on competitive games. Yeah, unfortunately. But, you know. <laughs> actually, you know what? Speaking of competitive games, which is a better segue because Sakurai had a... It's not a better segue when you say it's a better segue. Well, you know what? You kind of ruined the segue. <laughs> Here's the thing. Sakurai <laughs> disagrees with you. Sakurai agrees with me because uh, there's a book that came out, one of his recent books that was translated. Um, he details a lot about um, Smash Ultimate, like game devs and ge- game deving in general, but... Um, Smash Ultimate, he put a big focus on. And the two things I wanted to talk about specifically were his DLC uh, opinions and his opinions about Smash being a party game versus a competitive game. And it's actually kind of interesting because it kind of goes against what I was saying. I I always considered Smash developed as a party game, but Mm -hmm. it's become a competitive game. And, you know, they knew that. And now Ultimate was a competitive game. So Sakurai disagrees. With, uh, Sakurai disagrees, and he says it's not a party game. Or sorry, it's not a competitive game. It's a party game at its core, and uh, it's a party game with the competitive nature. Yeah, he, he he wants Smash to be more casual and non-competitive tournaments. Smash is a party game at its core, but he knows he's not the only one to who can plan those. Mm-hmm. So that is kind of going against all the the melee crowd. Apparently, apparently Sakurai does not like the melee crowd. And their insistence that it has to be competitive, make things more competitive. We don't like this change. It's not could, competitive. Could it just he be that he, them? Could it, yeah, could it just be that he's tired of balancing? It, well, <laughs> it's also like, it's either you go for the competitive crowd, which is not nearly as big as the party crowd. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he actually straight up said, um, by the, so that by the end of March well, 2019. now I feel like it is. Yeah. By the end of March 2019, the online win ratio for every character was so close to each other to the point where he doesn't think it's worth changing anymore. So he doesn't want to do character-to-character balances anymore. Uh, And there are metas, but certain characters were strong at one time were not strong later. So he just doesn't want to balance anymore. Mm -hmm. It's fine. Um, But what I think is also really interesting is his opinions on DLC. So if there's anything that Sakurai hates more than Melee Crowd, 
it's uh, it's, a DLC. It's, it's a DLC. So the, the everybody developing for Ultimate, mm-hmm. they did not know that there's going to be DLC. Nintendo came was like, "Hey, so what are you guys going to do for DLC?" And they said, "We're not going to do DLC." And Nintendo said, "Now you are, do DLC." So, but at the time of development, or like, hey, they out of DLC, we got Joker. So, so they didn't. <laughs> That's plan, true. They didn't plan to have any additional characters after the final release of Smash, well, basically. Well, no. Well, uh, if they were going to get other characters, they would have included it in the base game and then moved on. Yeah, um, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, because after the base game, well, look how no big the roster is, right? I'm pretty sure they weren't planning on adding more people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's true. So, but um, but Sakurai did straight up say he doesn't like doing DLC for a lot of reasons. One of which is. Uh, by the time the last character for DLC releases, the pool of interested people is going to be so small. It's not as not going to be nearly as big as when mm-hmm. Smash first released. He would rather make the big money off of full game releases yeah. than the little money. And developing for DLC isn't as profitable as you might think. It's just it's not, he doesn't like the idea of season pass at all. He says in the book itself, I don't like the idea of saying buy our season pass when people might not even like the character that we release. Yeah, he feels that's really scummy. Um, like there's a lot of stuff he 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 very does he very much does not seem enthused about downloadable content at all mm-hmm. it makes sense because he he's more focused on the big bank you'll get on the release of the game yeah while the company is also looking for longevity so they're gonna see like they want a constant cash flow coming in do you remember in the direct when they announced the season pass he straight up says don't buy it right away if you're not sure <laughs> it's fine he like in the in the advertising for the the fighters pass he mm-hmm. straight up says we're not releasing them all I know it's I know it's scummy of us to say buy it without revealing everything, but you don't have to buy it if you don't want to. <laughs> like I, I remember being so shocked when I saw that. I'm like, oh, like, Sakurai, you're the best. <laughs> that that has to have been something he demanded to say, and Nintendo would yeah. probably give resistance. I wonder when did the book come out? Um, I don't know when the book came out, but it was published. Um, it was originally translated by uh, somebody from Smashboards called Ayumi Tachibana, and then um, there are other people who verified these translations. I wonder how much friction is this is putting between nintendo and him i don't think anything because he's just he's on the level he's almost on the level of miyamoto yeah like he i don't think he has any he can do whatever he wants he's he, a con, he's a nintendo contractor he's not even technically part of nintendo he basically has tenure he's not gonna yeah. get removed from nintendo <laughs> uh he did he did say some other interesting stuff like um remember the the poll for the end of wii u like hey what dlc characters do you want so, first of all, he straight up says, I know people want Iron Man and Goku. Shut up. It's never happening. <laughs> he says that in page 27, apparently. Like, very early. Like, that was, like, one of the first Smash things mentioned. He knows some are, he knows some are serious, but he does not think characters like Iron Man and Goku will ever happen. Um, they don't fit. Yeah. And also, uh, you know how Bayonetta came out because of the poll? Yeah. There were a lot of people ahead of Bayonetta who got more votes than Bayonetta, but she was the first one who who was feasible. Mm-hmm. So he mentioned the other characters like Snake got more votes than Bayonetta, but they couldn't make that deal happen. But he also mentioned that other characters that, sh- that they wanted and tried negotiating earlier, but were rejected also were above Bayonetta. So what characters do you think those were? silence <laughs> yeah uh, why don't you just tell us how about that uh, he doesn't say okay oh. then what was the point of what were you <laughs> oh i didn't know like i'm i'm actually curious like, we're what? we're sorry viewers <laughs> i mean so, listeners yeah. okay so Cl- cloud and bayonetta were a result of the voting mm-hmm. bayonetta apparently got more votes than cloud but there were characters above bayonetta who like snake like old veterans like snake but he he also mentions other characters 
that we tried negotiating but got rejected for. But so who else was on the list? I just said nobody. We don't know. Yeah. They, 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 they never released the list. <sighs> they never released the thing publicly because they knew if they did and they wouldn't pick the number one spot, if they can't, people would riot. But yeah. we probably knew... We didn't know the positions of the people on the list, but we should have known. Goku the... was actually popular because of Kotaku. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So we should have known people Kotaku. on the list. What were the people on the list? We don't know. We don't. It was a write-in. There, oh. there were not. It was not a selectable thing. It was everybody just writing stuff. That's why I voted oh. for Wonder Red. He would never be on a selectable <laughs> list. He's like nobody played Wonder. How did you vote for Wonder Red? You typed it in. Oh, okay. Wonder Red from Wonder Pro 101. <laughs> that's all you do <laughs> I wonder if people voted for like Saitama or like just completely un for sure un like uh, feasible characters for sure I don't I, know I, Punch Man and Smash I, <laughs> I think if you go to the Mii ver- you know how you can upload your Mii's yeah I think if you go there and just see whatever's most popular you'll you'll kind of get a sense of who <laughs> who <laughs> yeah exactly yeah true yeah so what else what do you mean what else can't think of a segue between these two. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> there isn't a segue. CD Projekt Red. Smash comes on CDs, right? So speaking <laughs> of CD Projekt Red. Wow, that was bad. <laughs> we are sorry, Suck- listeners. Sakurai, historic for working himself until he nearly dies. Other people who almost die while working on games. CD Projekt Red. That was pretty dark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, basically, uh, CD Projekt Red... Um, wants to be more humane. Yeah, they, they, they said that they are... They want entering... to take their staff out behind the studio <laughs> yes. and shoot them. <laughs> out, out, out of you, away from the internet. We're away from Glassdoor. Um, yeah. Basically, they said that they are in a, quote, non-obligatory crunch policy, uh, period. And they have a non-obligatory crunch policy where, yeah, we have, we have crunch. We're going to ask... We're going to ask you to work overnight. We're going to ask you to work weekends, but you don't have to if you don't want to. And that's what they said. As a Which is why Cyberpunk is taking 400 years to come out. But here's the thing. Um, they've been criticized before, I think around Witcher 3. Like the reports on Glassdoor before like people even focus on CD Projekt Red at all mm-hmm. were very scathing about uh, their work conditions and their work hours and stuff like that and their pay. Uh, this seems to be in a response to that. Um, and also just because they say it's not mandatory doesn't mean, you know, it's not expected of you, yeah. you know, it might, it might, it's, it might look poorly see, on you. See, it's a little different with this whole crunch time thing. Crunch. It's everything has crunch time. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. There's like end of the month, beginning of the month, end of the project, whatever, end of the deadline. There's always crunch. Right? But I think it's but how much crunch is being happening like on game. That's what I I wonder. I, I feel like there's out. a lot more because us, there's the public. For us, like I'm just speaking out of personal thing. Like we just had crunch. It just ended, right? And we had to work basically uh, Tuesday, Thursdays. We worked till ten, eleven p.m. And that we just worked went in from uh, six a.m. to mm-hmm. ten ten p.m. Basically, yeah, we and you're full expected. Days. Yeah, right. You yeah. can't and say it's not, no. It's not even that mm-hmm. too. Like even on off days where we're not supposed to have crunch, people would still work until like 10 p.m. Yeah, we had pull requests coming in at 10 p.m. But how long is your day. crunch period? It's You've, been like three months. Three months. Yeah, but is that every day? Pretty much. It's basically like whenever like you just work whenever you work, right? Like mm-hmm. it's not expected of you, but people still do the work because they want it to finish. Yeah, that's true. But I think there's the extra, uh, there's the added stuff of being in the public eye because it's a game people are waiting yeah, for. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's a huge thing too. Yeah. But like, because like these games need everywhere. to come out within three years. There's it's, a lot yeah. to do in three yeah. years, right? So I'm wondering is how much of this crunch is due to not having enough staff, right? 
and they're trying to cut costs by not having enough staff, mm-hmm. right? Or how much of this, this like, obviously there's crunch and this is affecting people negatively, right? But there needs to be a reasonable amount. I'm not 100% sure as to how much crunch is being done, right? Mm-hmm. Is it like every single day since when the project starts to when it ends and then you hop on another project, you're just crunching throughout the whole time? Mm-hmm. Like, that's ridiculous. I right? think crunch is more of effect of closer to the release date. Right? Yeah. Or the finish to try to get, or even just like closer to like when you want to finish. Yeah. yeah. That, that's when crunch happens. At the beginning of a project, I don't see crunch being a big deal. Yeah. They know they have deadlines, mm-hmm. right? You have to meet these deadlines, right? If they're not able to meet these deadlines, right, is it due to, oh, let's add this feature in. Oh, let's add this feature in. Oh, let's do this. Let's do that, right? Is this the studios or publishers or the execs coming down and saying, oh, do this when it wasn't in the original plan? And now, obviously, that's going to add time. Oh, by the way, you don't get an extension. The game's still coming out in three years. We know that happened with Anthem, but I don't think that'll happen with CD. That won't happen with uh, Cyberpunk because they're kind of, on their own they're they're owned by gog but i don't think they have much say in how cd project red works day to day right i don't know it's interesting i i, I want to know how much of this is like right now there's a lot going on in the gaming industry mm-hmm. right and uh, between sexual harassment not um uh, non-overtime pay and uh, miss like mistreating employees mm-hmm. right um this is a great topic to throw onto that mm-hmm right saying hey this crunch time is affecting us and actually right. uh that reminds me um there's a youtuber called super bunny hop who does a lot of really great investigative journalism for video games uh he actually put out a youtube video today or maybe yesterday that essentially details game testers uh the, like how it is being a game tester for like Q- qa or whatever um for video games and how hellish it is and it's not something it might seem like a dream job for like when you're younger but it's actually like one of the worst jobs in the industry qa has always been like yeah qa is one terrible of the, yeah one qa of the, one of the <laughs> most annoying jobs to be but it's like you know playing the idea is oh you get to play a video game all the time and it ends up yeah. being a coming becoming no, a terrible no, it's not terrible like thing. that it's not, yeah. it's it's not like that at all i i, I would QA, highly recommend people watch that video it's not just play a game and see what pops up it's literally try every single outcome to try to break yeah. the game as much yeah, as yeah. possible they'll give you this little tiny section of the game and be like hey, listen yeah. run through this thing four hundred thousand yeah. times and jump in that corner jump in that corner oh did something wrong happen redo it i don't know how it happened redo it Mm -hmm. like it's not just like play the game be like oh this Mm -hmm. game was fun like (laughs) it's not just one playthrough and it's it's funny because like even if you do break the game right Mm -hmm. and then you have to write a report on it and then show you have to basically show the steps to reproduce it and i'm pretty sure that's a it's a minimum wage job as well and and um, if you game do QA isn't a minimum wage. I don't know about yeah, game I, tester. I, I, I know it pay, I know it pays very little in Canada because there there are some people that I know who not not personally it, yeah. I know of that worked in they did playtesting for um, THQ and uh, stuff based in Montreal and all they had were like yeah we we did so much work for pretty much no pay. Yeah, it's mm. the it's not a lot of pay. Mm. Um, uh, but it, it's funny because like they have legacy um, uh, bugs. Right, mm-hmm. uh, like bugs that have showed up in other games and bugs that they're not gonna fix. Right, so you're working your ass off to find a bug. You write an essay or whatever, report to them, show them how it's done, blah blah blah. You wasted like a month, right? Oh yeah, we and then all that. of a sudden it's like, yeah, it's a, that's a, that's a legacy bug. No, it's a, it, it's <laughs> a feature, not a bug. Yeah, yeah. We're not uh, we're not patching that. We're not patching that. 
All right. I think last on the gaming side of things. Um, remember a few months ago, we talked about George R. R. Martin possibly working with FromSoft. That yeah, weird that a, rumor that we didn't know. It, yeah. yeah, we didn't know whether to bring it up because it seemed like a really weird rumor. So less weird now. We have more details and George R. R. Martin himself kind of confirmed as much on a blog post. So in this in a is, yeah in a blog, blog up, post yeah in an update to Winds of Winter, um, he said, yeah, I was doing a lot of studying. I was going there. Some I was going to HBO. I went to Japan to consult for a video game, and it was like, well, what? What you want to elaborate? Because <laughs> like a month or two ago, we had that George R. R. Martin from soft thing that came out of nowhere. So we have a little bit more details from reports and rumors. Of course, uh, mm-hmm. it's apparently called Great Rune, and it's going to be Norse based. Uh, and it is it, the rumors still say that it's going to be going around killing the kings and queens of these kingdoms, yeah. taking their powers and moving on to the next kingdom and taking that one over. Like you're some sort of Norse medieval Mega Man, essentially. <laughs> this is actually pretty cool because, like, uh, building off of Sekiro, they went down that route of trying to Sekiro. branch a bit away from the Dark Souls formula and try mm-hmm. to do, do something a else? different side, different type of game. Sekiro wasn't a Souls game, right? It was completely mm-hmm. different. The action kind of was the same, but it was yeah. The a lot of people were like, different. yeah. A lot of people were like, amazing. it's totally Souls game. A lot of people were like, no, it's very little yeah. Souls in it, but it's you so, still die it's like still a really, game, though. It's still a really good game, yeah. and it did amazingly well. So I would love to see how this game is going to be different because like you, ha- they have the you suck in abilities of the kings and queens you kill, right? Yeah. So it's I guess be... your abilities rely off of killing bosses mm-hmm. instead of grinding for them, like in Sekiro, where you have to like. Yeah. Uh, pretty much unlock your skills by killing yeah. enemies. Um, I th- they said earlier that it's going to be open world. I think now they're reports saying it's pseudo open world. It's not quite fully open world. They're right. still going to keep you All on of a them track. Open world. Even Sekiro was basically open world. Yeah, but I think they're going to keep you on a tr- more on a track of anything. Like you can't kill any king. So it's going to be you more can... story related. Oh, okay. Either that. The way I interpreted it was. Uh, original reports were like you can go to any king or queen at first and then you can go to any second one ever whichever you want but i think they might lock some progression like you can't go to the harder ones until you cleared all the weaker ones yeah, i remember in no. Sekiro, like i i missed one of the bosses and if you kill that boss you get equipment that makes the boss fight i was struggling on a lot easier ah well if, <laughs> i feel like if uh jrr martin is involved right it's got to have a pretty decent story did you say J.R.R.? Did I I did think. Because when, when he said yeah. J.R.R. Martin, I'm like, no, it's Tolkien. Yeah. No, it's not <laughs> Tolkien. It's Martin. J.R.R. is Tolkien. Secure had a pretty good story too, though. Yeah. That was without George R.R. Martin. So like, yeah, it's going to, I think it's going to maybe be more story-based. Yeah, I feel like this is going to be more story-based, in which case it would be more linear. Yeah, and keep in mind, George said he consulted on a video game. He's not like he worked on a video game or whatever. So he could ha- not have that as big a role as we thought. Mm-hmm. He could be having like just attaching his name to something just for all we know. Name, yeah. um, but I, I think, ex- I think we'll see it in the Xbox presser for E3. This year? Yeah. The, the, the announcement, like we're going to see the announcement this year, like in X. In- for Great Rune. Yeah, for the for past Rune, few yeah. weeks, like Great Rune has been tossed around a lot now. So really? It makes actually, sense yeah, it actually, this weird little thing, but there's a subreddit called Great Rune that was opened in 2017, and it was empty. And then, like, a couple of days ago, uh, the first post was, this subreddit is dedicated to the upcoming FromSoft game Great Rune. And the the person who posted that was, a mo- like, a moderator for a bunch of other Souls subreddits. But the subreddit was created in 2017. <laughs> so either... <laughs> The subreddit was created and like whoever... Somebody messed up. So, well, somebody from front, FromSoft might have been, hey, you're a moderator we can trust to keep quiet. Can you can you open a subreddit in this name mm-hmm. and then just sit on it? Or... Let's see if people can find it. Yeah. Or the subreddit has existed uh, beforehand and then 
they messaged the admins of Reddit. It was like, can you give us this dead subreddit because it's not doing anything and mm-hmm. it's going to be the name of uh, a game and then they were just granted. It's one of the two. I'd like to believe the first one because that sounds cooler that sounds and cooler. more intriguing. Yeah, but well, it's basically a, a hint that was hidden in Reddit for the longest time, but no one that no one really noticed because it's really hard to find blank subreddits. You know what we have to do now? Go to all like type in all the random crap in Reddit, see what <laughs> blank subreddits come up, and then just compile a list for the future. Like, these are future games coming out. There'll <laughs> be there's some weird stuff in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, is that all for games? I think so. Yeah. I, I, else I, you guys I took, want everything else that comes to mind for you guys? You uh, I took some things out because we are running long and we haven't even touched on movies, so we should just move on. All right, so let's go to movies then. All right. So first topic, the Sonic movie. I remember I was talking about this last time. <laughs> yeah. So you remember when they said they're going to completely do VFX and I was like, if they don't delay the movie, this is going to be a full PR stunt? They delayed the movie. <laughs> yeah. They officially delayed it to... Uh, so the director tweeted basically saying that, oh, uh, Sonic is going to be coming out. <laughs> Uh, two, uh, 2020. 2020 Do we have a month? On 2nd of February. Uh, no, the February 20, February 14th. Okay. There's a full date. Valentine's Day? Yeah. Everyone's like, oh yeah, that makes okay, perfect so, sense. So, that, <laughs> so that's about six months, right? Yeah. Four, like, okay, it's not it's not as long, but... It's not when, long, was the, but it's when was the movie originally coming out? Septem- September or November. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Um, yeah. And he, he, also, al- he yeah. also tweeted, oh, hashtag no VFX artists were harmed in the making of this film. Because so, he probably heard all the backlash saying like VFX artists are probably dying right which, now. Which, you know what? If That's probably why they extended it. Yeah. And that makes me happy because normally that's that stuff's just ignored. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? I have a feeling that one of the other reasons why they extended it was not because purely for the, the uh, visual effects work. It's because they couldn't come up with their design. <laughs> it's, also, <laughs> it's also, it helps because a lot of people were insinuating that this is definitely a PR stunt. Mm. Right? So this no, kind of yeah, leeways that. Yeah, I don't think. I think any a little, even a little bit more time in the oven is is a good idea. No, I don't think it was a PR stunt, man. That trailer looked like it was like oh, oh yeah, no. it's coming out. Yeah. Um, and also the whole movie did leak. Like the script for it, uh, like or a paraphrased script for it leaked a, f- a good while ago. Like you not script though. That's not the design. That's, that's true, but it, it there's only so much you can do to fix a movie. Like the design might be good, but it might be a crap movie. Mm. Um, but yeah, there's there's that. So yeah, we have a date for the new Sonic movie, I guess. Yeah, well, second yeah. February February fourteenth. Right. So everyone's like, oh, of course, yeah. yeah Valentine's Day. Va- my Valentine's Day always wanted to be a Sonic movie released. Yeah. <laughs> we also got a release date for Akira. Yes, 20, yes. Uh, May. See, that's 20... how you do a segue. May twenty first, twenty twenty one. Now you ruined it again by saying it was a segue. Boom. I know, but I have to, I have to make <laughs> it obvious, right? Yeah, so I do the segues here. When is it? When is it? Come? May something? May May twenty first, twenty twenty one. That's pretty soon. I believe Taika Waititi also said that. Yeah, it's gonna have Asian teenagers. Don't worry about it. Um, it's Taika Waititi, so like, it, it, which is interesting because he's humor and Akira is very honestly not very humory. But like, <laughs> it's, I, I, it's not I, just humor. It's I think also the visual uh, mm-hmm. aspect of it. I think that's why he was primarily hired. And keep in mind, um, Anthony and Joe Russo were just humor guys before winter soldier yeah. they were like and ragnarok had some amazing like screenshot type of scenes in it so yeah like, th- th- it had really good uh cinematography it had yeah. it was very excellent all around so see i have faith in him mm-hmm. right but this this brings me back to uh, ghost in the shell how americanized are they trying to make this well they're <laughs> definitely gonna speak in english yeah definitely which is fine yeah they're definitely gonna have one white person. It's definitely going to be produced by a white guy, Leonardo DiCaprio. 
What I want to know is, are they going to say Neo Tokyo or are they going to say Neo York? San, San Francisco. Oh, uh, yeah. San Francisco. <laughs> Neo New York. Neo New York. Neo New York. New York. Oh, man. New New York. We're going to have to wait until a trailer comes out to fully find out yeah, what this house is going to be. Um, this, I feel like because visual effects have gotten really far along. I feel it like. has. But, like, it's interesting because Akira is still one of the best looking anime movies ever made right and i'm really hoping this stands up to that because to that like uh this is gonna be status that very, Akira had. very difficult mm-hmm. i wonder if they're gonna do a they're def, they're, no, they're not gonna do shot for shot have you guys seen the Akira movie imagine yeah. if they did a shot for shot yeah imagine well, that finals scene in live Akira. action imagine that live action that? like i'm wondering how they're gonna do that like that's, i that here's was... the thing i'm thinking that it's not gonna be shot for shot and i think it's so a lot of people say as amazing as the movie is, it's not as good as the manga because obviously they had to con- truncate the entire manga into a two-hour movie. That it's, being said... It's different. The manga wasn't finished when the movie came out. Is that the case? Really? Yeah, the manga wasn't finished when the movie came out. Like a lot of Basically, all back in the days. Oh, I Basically, didn't know that. Tumble, in the middle of the manga, he released the Akira movie and he tested the ending and then he got feedback and then he recreated and like he tweaked it oh, kind of polished okay. the ending for the manga so he, he crowdsourced the ending basically like, like kind of the metro guy okay yeah. that's pretty and that's funny it turned out pretty good so <laughs> yeah that that's actually i did not know that that's pretty good um but yeah i i, I expect it to be very similar to the movie but mm. it's gonna be it's gonna be i, I don't know taika Waititi is cool but i don't know if i have hope yet yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll do, do we know what studio as much as we want, uh, warner brothers Okay, I have no hope. Uh, Warner- yeah, I've lost it. <laughs> oh, well, here's the thing. This Warner movie's Brothers is gonna suck. <laughs> so okay, uh, I have it listed here. Warner Brothers acquired the rights um, way back in 20, 2008. Uh, in twenty ten, uh, they had uh, they had a director signed on for a two film adaptation. Uh, then uh, somebody else took over the project, and Kristen Stewart and Garrett Hedlund were uh, in talks to star in the film. But then that and that was dead in twenty twelve. Then in 2015, uh, Daredevil co-showrunner had been hired to write the uh, adaptation. And then in 2017, they were looking at either the Shazam director or the Life director to take the movie mm-hmm. over. But then they settled on Taika Waititi. So, I'm so they've Leonardo been trying. Leonardo DiCaprio. How big of a role does Katsuhiro Otomo have in the creation of this movie? I, I don't know. Like I uh, didn't see anything about him being like any sort of i guess he's a consultant but like consultant is a phrase that you could use loosely as hell yeah for yeah adaptation movie out there <laughs> we, they, they we told him that we were gonna make yeah, his exactly. <laughs> or it's like hey we called him for advice and he said go to hell hung up on us that the, he advised us to go to hell consultant <laughs> consultant <laughs> we we consulted him should we make the bike blue he said no consultant. so that was it consultant <laughs> 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 this old lady who picked up the phone and said this is the wrong number consultant <laughs> it's just leo like he's a producer yeah but like what know, aspect Leo's... what how what is he doing <laughs> he has a lot of experience in the world of uh film so like i don't know maybe he could be a good producer because we'll like this is this is being headed by warner brothers right mm. I'm trying to figure out how much faith Warner Brothers has in this. Whereas it's like Leo was like, you know what? I'll be the producer. Here's a million dollars to make this get this going. You know, is yeah. is it is it him personally producing it, or is it like his company? Because I know he has a co- like a production company. Um, nope. I think it it looks like it's actually him personally producing it. Cool. 
By the way, the Leo movie Once Upon Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Wonderland. Hollywood. It was fil- it was premiered at the Cannes Film Festival and it got freaking amazing reviews. Yeah, I obviously but, I was so excited. Here's, here's the thing about wait. Cannes. Uh, I saw online, it's it's which was a really appropriate comment. That's not either even on get, our docket, but we're, let's talk about it. It's e- movies. Either <laughs> either you get a, like a 15 minute standing ovation or people leave 30 minutes into yeah. the film. There is no in between that with Cannes. You know, at the moment right now. And IMDb, which is this is stupid as hell. Like mm-hmm. uh, early reviews on IMDb are stupid as hell. But it has a nine point eight out of ten, and it has three thousand four hundred reviews. I I don't think Ken's film yeah. film goers are going to IMDb. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm excited about this movie. I'm really I excited. Am. Yeah. I'm really excited. And by the way, like uh, this is really funny. It's a really small thing. I just want to bring up. So Tarantino was asked about uh, apparently Margot Robbie having a short role in the movie. And he's like, so what do you what do you have to say about this? And this was a bait question, obviously. Yeah. And Tarantino was like, I reject your hypothesis. That <laughs> was mean, his answer to the question. <laughs> this is what movie what? number nine. Uh, uh, this nine, is ninth yeah. movie. Yeah. I, we have one more. One more. Supposedly, but I, I can kind of see that. But at the same time, she's portraying like a real person, a mm-hmm. real life person who was. But then look murdered. at his other movies. Like you can't really blame. You can't really call Tarantino. Uh, sexist because like pulp, Kill Bill yeah right? exactly like, exactly and Pulp Fiction like you can't really say that he's had weak female characters and Inglorious yeah. Bastards come on like, yeah I mean <laughs> yeah that's true but like I I, I wouldn't I don't, I don't I don't know if it would be appropriate to have like Sharon Tate have a big role in this mm-hmm. when you know yeah Sharon, it's Sharon Tate you know yeah. like you we know we all know what's gonna happen. Yeah. Man, yeah, I, if you I, haven't seen the trailer, go watch the trailer. I, There's a I, lot of people in this movie. I'm gonna be so creeped Bruce out. Bruce Lee is the, in the movie. The, <laughs> yeah, I, <okay. laughs> people who don't know. Okay, I may have said Sharon Tate, so you might know already. Mm-hmm. But people who don't know what this movie is actually about. Like the truth about about it. I'm not gonna say the name, but the one person who's not in the credits, like the one actor who's not in the credits for the trailer, mm-hmm. I, that's gonna creep me out. Yeah, that is gonna creep me out so much. I'll tell you about it later. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh. It's they, they hit it behind the trailer. Like you can't really tell what yeah. the movie's really about until you actually look into it. Yeah, um, but but they say, "Oh, Margot Robbie, I'm Sharon Tate. I'm in this movie," and yeah. you kind of get the you, idea. You get the idea, yeah, right. Um, um, so another big movie, Terminator. Yeah, ter- what about Terminator? <laughs> uh, Terminator: The Dark, Dark Fates. What's yeah, what the hell is that? You didn't new, watch the trailer? It's no. a new trailer. It's movie. a new Terminator movie coming out. Yep. Why? Right, starring. Uh, Star Wars well, I don't know. He's in the trailer, but I feel like he only makes a cameo role. <laughs> <laughs> um, is it a CGI? No, he's old. No, yeah, he's old. Um, it, it, yeah, yeah. How does it look? It looks like a Terminator movie. Uh, he's so um, he specifically posted on Reddit. Hey, 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 Reddit. Here's the trailer for um, Dark Fates. We promise not that it won't spoil the entire movie like another Terminator film. Do like we the last one? Because I don't, yeah, I don't think this spoiled much, I, right? Do we have a release date? Uh, I'm looking right now, uh, November first this year. It has an old Sarah Connors. Oh yeah, no, uh, original Sarah Connors is in this. Linda yeah. Hamilton. She the original. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it's not Amelia yeah. Clark. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Linda Hamilton from Terminator One and Two. She's the starring. I think she's first billing above Schwarzenegger in this mm. film, which Interesting. is Interesting. But she oh. has a lot of scenes, whereas Arnold only has like the one second clip she's, the yeah, she's, she's the main character is yeah like, james cameron have a role in this yeah he's he's uh, he's, he's brought it. back yeah tim tim miller, tim miller is directing james cameron is producing huh yeah it's gonna be great and he also did the story uh, maybe she'll watch the trailer yeah I, I haven't watched like the last me here's the thing movies. me neither 
I have I haven't either. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I can't remember what was the last Terminator movie. Was um, it Genesis? Amelia Emil- Clark. Um, was that Genesis? I think so. Yeah, I I saw Genesis. That's where they're in the future, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Genesis so, was like in the past. It was a young Sarah Connor, which wait, Amelia was Ge- Clark played. Wait, what? oh yeah, that movie did come out. Yeah, I and didn't then watch like that one. um one of the Doctor the Eleventh Doctor was the bad guy or something like that. Matt Smith. Yeah, something like no. that. I can't remember. I didn't watch this. It. it was Genesis. We're going to we're gonna go back and watch all the Terminator movies. Sure. You know, I'm down. I'm so down. <laughs> Termin- <laughs> Terminator 1 and 2 are so good. That's, that's like only two movies, though. The rest of us like... There was a lot of callbacks <laughs> to old Terminator movies. That's why I'll fall asleep after the second one. Yeah. Second one, I'll just paint my eyes and... There's going to be like animal. three hours of, of pure hype, and then it's going to be... <laughs> just expect um, a lot of explosions and a lot of guns yeah yeah a lot of guns a lot and of speaking guns. of a lot like of guns john wick for you guys both had that advice <laughs> confirmed <laughs> confirmed for uh 2021 yeah. which is funny that they released the they revealed this literally the day john wick 3 came john out 3 okay came so out. who here seen john wick we haven't yet. Okay, Gurkamal has. Yes, I raised So me and Aaron have... I did. You guys can't see me. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron and I have not seen it yet, but I was expecting John Wick 3 to be the end. Yeah, so was I. And because I, <laughs> I kind of wanted it to be the end because the ending for John Wick 2 was one of my favorite one of my favorite movie endings. And I'm like, a John Wick ending at 3 cannot pass it. But mm. Well, here comes number 4. Yeah, I hear John Wick 3 has a killer ending as well. Yes, like, I don't want to talk too much about it. But it has a good ending. It. Okay. Yes, it has a really good ending. Cool. So, really good ending. <laughs> are we uh, going to get six movies? Is this the start yeah, of a new no trilogy? Idea. It could be. Uh, seeing how they've been trying to build the world in the past uh, few movies. Yeah, and it's working. Yeah, so <laughs> like I could see this becoming a good series. And it makes sense. Like this John Wick 4 is coming out. Like it's past the mark of being a trilogy. Now, yeah. Right? So it's going to have more. You think they're not going to do a trilogy thing? They're just going to keep it going? I don't know. Maybe. Right? But maybe not with uh, um, uh, Keanu Reeves, right? But new characters and stuff like that. Yeah, we'll bring out like new. Uh, the name John Wick kind of leaves that it's going to be. Well, they did that with Born. <laughs> right? I don't so. want to talk about Born. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of something else we don't want to talk about, <laughs> the next actor for the new Batman movie. Yeah. It's looking like it might be Robert Pattinson. Um, for those don't you don't is. know, that's the the twinkly guy from Twilight. Twinkly well, Twilight. he he apparently is a he apparently is a good actor. Yeah, um, he is. Like I've seen him in other movies. Oh, I forgot what I've actually I've don't. I've never before, seen him in he's, anything. He's he's a decent actor. He was in Harry Potter. And he played that role pretty good. Was he? Goblet yeah, he was. Um, oh he yeah, was, uh, Cedric, Cedric Diggory. Cedric yeah. Diggory. Wow. And he played that role I, pretty good. Here's the thing. I like him. I mm. like. There's obviously going to be a lot of like just negative attention around him, but because it's Twilight. Yeah. I feel like I could see him playing Bruce Wayne, but I can't see him playing Batman. That's why a lot of people are hoping that he plays the Batman Year One thing. Like that's been a huge uh, thing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's showed. not the. I th- I think they straight up said we're not doing Year One. Um, yeah, I know, but like people are hope people are yeah. like hope, hoping for it. Like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. I, I would be so down for uh, yeah. Batman Year One. Um, also, I don't think it's confirmed. It's Rob Brown. He's just the head of the shortlist. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is. It's there funny are, how his name's the only when that came out. Who else is on the list? I thought um, I thought it was confirmed today. Um, oh, that was an article from some random. Oh, okay. yeah. No so uh, Nicholas Holt, who plays um, Tolkien, like in the Tolkien uh, Tolkien um, adaptation or mm-hmm. biography, is it pronounced Tolkien? Apparently, it's con- uh, pronounced Tolkien. Are you serious? Yeah. Apparently, you never knew this. <laughs> Tolkien. Tolkien. Yeah. 
Uh, I, uh, and he also played a beast in the new X Men movies, like oh, that first guy. class and stuff. Yes. Like that yeah, guy. Yeah. Um, who else? The, the, there's a. Uh, I like a him. List. He's he's played a, a few uh, mm-hmm. characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's gonna be weird. But remember, we we were all kind of weird about Ben Affleck being Batman, and he turned out to be a great to be good Batman. Uh, Bruce Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I. But it's I ben thought Affleck. Ben Affleck was fine. No, a lot of people like Ben Affleck. As yeah. Well. No, but when the first... news came out, right? I wasn't like, I wasn't like, oh no, this is gonna be. A lot but of people I... were like weirded out. Like, that's I, I can't also, see it. I can't see it. That's also right off of the Christian Christopher Nolan trilogy. That's so that, true. The, like a lot of people were like, okay, I can't see anyone else playing Batman other than yeah, uh, that is true, Christian Bale. So this is also after like, but it was Ben Affleck like. Ben Affleck is still a really good actor. I'm kind of sad to see him go. Yeah. But, like, yeah. Yeah, fun. honestly, I wanted a, a Batman movie with him. Like, a dark, yeah. gritty Batman movie. I, I was thinking after the MCU that they would stick with at least an actor for a while. Mm-hmm. But he lasted two movies. I think I think it was because of the whole... Uh, it was a negative press, 100%. The, the DCU universe, mm-hmm. right? DCU universe? DCEU. DCEU. Every time I remember Ben Affleck playing Batman, I just remember that interview... Where, yeah, like, he was just a sad, exactly. Sad, sad, sad Hello, Alex. darkness, my old Hello, friend. <laughs> so I feel like, yeah, I feel like that really, yeah, that really like he destroyed he his probably like when it gets to the point where like actors in the MCU, like Chris Evans, was making jokes about Hello, Darkness, my old friend during um interviews for the and during Endgame. <laughs> that's when you know, like, even yeah. the actors can't escape that. That's yeah. not like some internet meme, yeah. And it's like, and also, he tried to being the director for his own yeah. Batman movie. But they, they just wouldn't agree on a script. And yeah. Like, and I feel like that's just, that was it. That was like, yo, yeah. you're not letting me be good. Uh, apparently the, the same thing happened with um the flash. So um, Ezra Miller is his name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he really wanted a, um, a flash movie. A fl- no, well, he's going to get a flash movie, but he really wanted the flash movie to be by um, Frank Miller, the super mm-hmm. dark uh, comic book writer guy. Um, but, and they had a script penned by Frank Miller, and he's like, "All right, I'll do with the solo solo movie if we do that script." And DC said no, so apparently he's out as Flash. It's solo. weird because like the is light... it DC saying no, or is it Warner Brothers? I don't know. At this point, who cares? Because like the the main light from those DC movies were some of the casting, right? Like Ben Affleck playing Batman is really good. Mm-hmm. Jason Momoa as Aquaman, he fits that role perfectly. Besides being Aquaman, kind of being whatever, he, he's he, written weirdly. He fits the Aquaman that they were trying to do. I just don't he like made Aquaman, Aquaman yeah. cool. I didn't like Aquaman until his solo movie, and even then, I'm like, I'm not totally sold. But he's better than Batman. It's, it's, he's written weirdly, but like Jason Momoa fits the Aquaman role. I think. I I, I don't like Aquaman being a wahoo cowboy. Yeah, Why that's not? what I'm saying. He's written weirdly. Yeah. Right. But Jason Momoa fits the image and icon of mm-hmm. Aquaman. I think because he's that type of guy, right? Yeah. And um, Gal Gadot playing Wonder Woman was pretty good. Yeah. But like, I didn't the like, original yeah. cast is leaving because of script issues with solo movies and like it's how are these movies gonna really i don't know if they're gonna bother doing another justice league movie i think there's just gonna be solo movies all the way justice leagues are done it's gonna be solo movies but like if the cast is leaving because of scripting issues for these solo movies then who cares who like just solo movies all the way down like they they never interacted with each other ever again who's gonna care about these that just means that they'll do these one-off movies right and then five six years later we'll get more one-off movies like we won't get sequels they'll be like oh here's batman six years later oh here's batman again they're, they're gonna do so many one-off movies that the next time they do justice league they're just gonna hope everybody forgot about the first one and everybody will forget about the first one they'll be like superman oh my name is batman how are you shake hands 
Never met before. Mm. Martha! Uh, speaking, <laughs> speaking of possible of... Uh, crossovers, where, was that what you were going to do? I guess. What what were you going to say? What Mine was, was stupid. Speaking of superheroes. <laughs> <laughs> More broad. Speaking of possible crossovers, <laughs> so Marvel is thinking about how to integrate Deadpool to the MCU because he's the only proper carryover from Fox's. Everything else is going to be rebooted. Deadpool, we mm-hmm. know, is going to be Ryan Reynolds. So it turns out the Marvel is pending three options. One, a Deadpool 3, which would, could work. Would, yeah. Two, option two, um, Disney Plus miniseries, which I don't think will work because nope. that's a very family-oriented service. Or three, which I think is the one everybody's talking about. Introducing Deadpool through Spider-Man 3. Guest, mm, guest starring in Spider-Man wait. 3. Spider-Man 3 is a thing? Well, yeah, uh, Tom Holland accidentally confirmed it, but, but a thought, while ago, a I while thought, ago. I thought Spider-Man's contract or like... Three uh, solo movies. It was three solo movies. Three solo movies. Not not Avengers, excluding Avengers movies, but three solo movies. I thought this was... The la- okay. No. Um, so basically, uh, it, it looks like through their deal with Sony, a Marvel will have Spider-Man for three solo movies and however many Avengers movies come in between. <clears throat> and uh, like in the first one, guest starring Iron Man. In the second one, guest starring Samuel L. Jackson. In the third one... Guest starring Ryan Reynolds, possibly, as a way to integrate um, Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool into the MCU. That would be hilarious. Tom Holland, Spider-Man, and... <laughs> yeah, Ryan I mean... A PG Deadpool. I mean, apparently the PG-13 variant of Deadpool 2, like the Christmas version, uh, it was fine, apparently. So it could work. But we know Deadpool solo movies will still re- remain rated R. Yeah, it was, Bob fine, it was fine. It was fine because it was after... That's the true. original Deadpool movie. Detective but, but, Pikachu also had a rated R version because of Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, but that's not a proper <laughs> version. Um, yeah. we, we, Bob Iger said, I'm pretty sure he said that any solo Deadpool movie is going to remain rated R because yeah. we know it's successful. Yeah. And why would we mess with the formula? Um, but we do know that... Um, so in Deadpool... Sorry, not Deadpool. Spider-Man Far From Home. In the teaser trailer, they mentioned, oh, yeah, my name's Mysterio. I'm from another, like, universe, an alternate reality or whatever. Could they do the same thing? If if that's true for Far From Home, could they do the same thing to introduce Deadpool? A PG Deadpool no, from no, no, another no. universe? No, no, no. The same Deadpool. <laughs> the same Deadpool from that now-dead Fox, Fox universe just popping up. It's like, hey, what the hell? <laughs> James McAvoy was Xavier for a bit, and so was Patrick Stewart. What happened? And then he's just in the MCU now. That's it. That's all they have to do. Mm. It's possible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is why. Okay. What was the last rated R movie Disney made? Disney. Um, I don't know if they've ever made a rated R movie. Not Disney. Like other films under Disney have like Miramax and stuff like that. That's like Kill Bill and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know about Disney themselves. I don't think anything. Cause like, if they make a Deadpool three, it might be the first. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um. One thing, is there anything else you guys want to talk about on this? Um, we can move on to shows for a bit. Like, um, I just want to say, do either of you watch Star Trek? No. Nope. Okay, no. I don't either, but... Wait, uh, the show or the movies? I, either. Well, the movies, no, the actually movies. movies. I'm talking about, like, uh, Patrick Stewart, Jean-Luc Picard. <laughs> no, I haven't seen that one. So, uh, he's getting his own, uh, I guess, series. I heard about that. Uh, yeah. Star Wars called Picard, where, like, he retires and he's going being pulled right back in and all the star trek fans are going crazy so if it's a movie cool. or tv show i think it's tv show like it'd tv be, series it's pretty cool because bring star trek back to uh mainstream mainstream right yeah star trek was huge back then honestly it makes me want to watch like the original john luke picard series just the i think it was last generation but it's so long it's so <laughs> much man. that face bomb scene yeah um there's, right, also, there's also something else I, I just remembered do you guys 
the PlayStation uh, Movie Company Studio or whatever. Huh? Did you guys didn't read that? PlayStation made a, a media, uh, made a movie company now called PlayStation Studios. Don't they already have? Oh, Sony aren't pictures? they making a uh, they're making Uncharted a, movies mainly for oh, video game adaptations? And the one they're working on is Twisted Metal. I, oh yeah, oh, that's so yeah. Random. I forgot about yeah, that. I, oh, yeah, I saw that like this morning on my way over, but I'm like, I'll, I'll mention it later. I forgot to add it on the docket. Yeah, yeah, Twisted Metal. They're making Twisted Metal, but they have now a studio developed uh, just for making video game adaptations. So we'll see how that turns out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Moving on. Um, we have some details on Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the Yay. one of the first Disney Plus series um it's gonna start filming in october <laughs> were you not excited <laughs> no just i don't know <laughs> well i'm excited and we've we, we do have some confirmed things like um sharon carter and uh zemo from civil war mm-hmm. the villain in civil war uh, they're i think returning they're confirmed to return in the show at some capacity uh it's going to be about six episodes and and i think there are reports that uh, bucky is getting complete redesign like new rm new hair new everything Maybe new name. Yeah, because apparently... Possibly White New Walker. actor. <laughs> oh, God. Because <laughs> they were saying Winter Falcon and the Winter Soldier is not the confirmed name for well, the show. Well, that's right? what yeah. some rumors said. I don't know if that's oh, okay. true, but... Um, well, I think he's supposed to be the White Wolf. Everyone will yeah. speculate he'll be a White Wolf after the Black Panther movie. Yeah. I, I do like the name Winter Soldier more, but it makes sense for that character to say, I don't want to be called the Winter Soldier because that's what I was when I was bad. Because he's, he's a Falcon and he's a wolf. But... Yeah, well, we, I don't know if we're talking about endgame spoilers now, but like... Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's not go into that right now. All right, moving on. Um, All Disney content on Netflix confirmed to be pulled. Yes, that's that's happening. In yes, that was ring. that like already confirmed a while ago? Yeah, uh, not yeah, already, Everybody but, kind of knew. Yeah, it, it was like one thing's like, all right, it's only a matter of time, but yeah. now it's starting to happen. Like it, Now that Disney Plus is a thing, it's just... I wonder Infinity how... War is still on Netflix, so if you guys haven't watched it, watch it now before it gets removed. I wonder <laughs> how much content they're losing. Yeah, I, I wonder if there's going to be, like, noticeable, like, on a If you guys notice, value. a lot of Disney movies that were on Netflix are already not there. Really? Like, yeah, I've been looking up some Disney movies, like, that I would want to watch. Like, they're not there. A lot of the animation movies aren't there anymore. Hmm. Those are huge. Yeah. Interesting. Those are huge. Like, Infinity War and Black Panther, I think, and Guardians, both of the Guardians of the Galaxy, they're the, they're the Marvel movies that are still there. I think Iron Man 2. So there's still some Marvel movies. How does movies. this affect us Canadians? Um, are, well, we, are we losing Star Wars as well? Star Wars is probably on, uh, uh, only Rogue One is on Netflix. No, we got we got some mainlines on. I don't think Canada so. for Canada. We got we. I remember we got Force Awakened before America, and America yeah. was pissed off. That was Force Awakens, but right now I'm trying. Let's see. I'm, I'll check it. You guys keep talking. Um, <laughs> well, we can talk about how uh, Jessica Jones is airing in June, the final of the Netflix MCU anything's. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. they're not. Are they promoting it at all? They're kind of releasing it under the radar. Like I haven't seen a trailer for it. I haven't seen like anything for it. Yeah. So the only Star Wars movie on Netflix are Star Wars: The Last Jedi and the Solo movie. Han Solo movie. Not even Rogue One. No, that was such a good movie. There's two versions of the Solo movie. There's a Canadian French version, and then there's the regular. I don't know why there's two versions. Nah. <laughs> well, that's besides the point. But yeah, the Disney content is already being pulled. Yeah. Just slowly. Yeah, and the, then there's Jessica Jones, yeah. which, man. One last season. One last season. Uh, confirmed to be airing in June, but after that, Defenders, how long, all the Defenders since, is confirmed. Since this done. is coming out in June, how long are they allowed to keep these Netflix uh, Marvel specials? Um, there is a number. There is a, there, there was oh, a they, year. They have to get rid of it? I thought they could keep it. No, it, it's, it's, it, it was more Disney's not allowed to use these characters mm-hmm. until this specific year. 
but we yeah, know we spoke about it last time. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I guess after that two year gap, then mm-hmm. they're gonna have to pull the shows from Netflix. I don't think so Disney. because it's, it was funded by partly by Netflix. I get. Yeah, I think then, they get like, to keep it. It's just you, you have two seasons on Netflix and then you have one season on Disney. Like, that's why I think weird. they're gonna reboot it or just huh. uh, cast new people. Yeah, I don't think. Do yeah, a fresh, really hope like they a, don't. A soft I reboot. Really hope they don't reboot. Yeah, right but now. it's not really and Punisher, unfortunately. And Punisher. And oh yeah, Jessica Jones. Yeah. The other two I don't care about. But Luke Punisher, Cage Jessica and Jones, yeah. Iron Fist. Yeah. Deadpool. Those are the ones I really care about. Does anybody care about Jessica Jones anymore? Jessica Jones is pretty solid. Jessica Jones season one was great. I, I couldn't get through season two. Me neither. But season one I loved. Season one was good. Yeah, season one was good. Well, I love his strong word, but Day I really, really liked it. Day Purple Man was pretty sick. Yeah. Um, what else? Um, so Thrones. Game of Thrones. That was a thing. Finale. Uh, finished. I think we're gonna. <laughs> How do you? You guys all watched it, right? Yeah. How do you guys well, feel about the final season? I well? want to do uh, a short film on this later because I have a cousin who actually wants to sit on it because there's a lot of. Sucked. Well, yeah, thanks for spoiling the short form. <laughs> but yeah, I want to do a short form where we go into a bit more depth. But Game of Thrones ended, and no one liked it. No one liked it the final season. Yeah, uh, I think even Charles Dance, the guy who played Tywin, was like, I, I didn't get it. All the actors, all the actors, yeah. are like. For months before the show even started, they're like, "Yeah, it's disappointing." Although there, there is a lot of talk. You know that petition is like, "Hey, remake season eight. I, I don't know if there is anybody who actually seriously expects them to remake season eight. Mm-hmm. I think it's more of a venting thing. But yeah, uh, Sophie Turner it's got a lot. Yeah, but every yeah, single show that has done this, they've all gotten a lot of traction, but nothing's come from it. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think anybody expects anything to come from it, but it's just... Same thing happened with Last Jedi. Some people wanted to, them to make remake Last it, Jedi completely. It must suck to be anybody other than uh, D&D, like David and D, DB, yeah. uh, DB Voice, to have worked on this, to have wasted... Not wasted, but like have labored over this show mm-hmm. for years, labored over this specific season for a year or more, and then suddenly nobody likes it. Everybody hates it. And it's all because of essentially uh, Dave and DB. Be. that must suck yeah uh sorry i just got a notification that we're having a severe thunderstorm yeah. this might be the f- yeah. this is the final episode <laughs> because uh we're all doomed um but, but yeah but it did pull in a lot of viewers 19.3 million viewers 19.3 million legal viewers yes but that's a lot of viewers for that, I, I, that's a series high i think right that's yeah. like more than any ever before and Big Bang Three also entered, and they had eighteen million. So yeah, it's all right. <laughs> yep. Um. Well, I'm just glad the show, the show's done. Big Bang. Like I watched. Yeah, it. it's it's finally it's, over. Yeah. I saw I saw bits of the ending. I was like, okay, whatever. Uh, <laughs> it was an okay ending, I yeah. guess. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. And also, um, before we move on, Westworld season three trailer that dropped. Mm-hmm. Anybody care? No. Uh, no. Season two sucked. All right. Uh, I think this is our last topic of the day. Um, so far, it's Anime. still rumors, but it's kind of quote unquote uh, substantiated by animators. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Studio Wit, guys in charge of Attack on Titan since the beginning. Um, it seems like this currently airing season, um, the second half of season three, might be the final uh, season that Studio Wit animates mm-hmm. for Attack on Titan. That's Wait, terrible. It's it, yeah, it hurts because you can't really see any other art style that other than Wit provides for Attack on Titan fulfilling that role. And I feel like any studio that comes in after would just emulate would have to emulate it and mm-hmm. then would fail. Like yeah. we yeah. all, one well, one plus or one plus, but one punch. like I don't see anything wrong. I don't like I can understand where Wit's coming from because like a lot of their man hours are put into Attack on Titan. Yeah, 
And I guess they want to do other shows. Like, it makes sense. So, I'm watching One Punch Man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? And uh, we know the same studio's not making it. Mm -hmm. Madhouse did an amazing job with season one. We were worried about season two. As I'm watching One Punch Man season two now, I'm not worried. There are, like... The action choreography isn't there anymore. Yeah, it's not there, but like the the show holds up. I mean, it right? holds up, but like, it's like if John Wick didn't have the action choreography anymore, because One Punch is just mostly the action and the comedy. But if they don't have that, it's like. But the comedy and the action animation is still there. Is still good for anime shows for One Punch Man, but it doesn't have the same art, and it doesn't have the same action choreography. Yeah, I, I think actually action- for me quite a bit, but mm. it's still a watchable show. I'm still enjoying it. Yeah, I still enjoy it. Yeah, but yeah, it, yeah. it doesn't have the same feel. Yeah, but whereas I feel like for Attack on Titan, like you, as good as the story and everything is, you need that animation quality. Yeah, that's what makes the Titan so like real. Um, it, I will say this though. Uh, I don't have any CG a lot Titans. Of, a lot of people, oh, who, a lot well, of we a, do. a lot of comments from people who have read the manga said if this is the end of the anime, like even if no studio ever even picks it up after, it's a suitable cliffhanger to mm-hmm. get people to read the manga like yeah. this would be if if they planned on never adapting it at all this is the perfect season to just end it yeah i uh, wonder why like i oh like you guys haven't you don't read it right no 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 so no no yeah. not i wonder why they're getting rid of titan well like all, you... all we really know is uh there are two chinese animators um mm-hmm. Who posted on social media like their essentially their goodbye to the series like oh like when I started working on this I was like 29 years old now I'm I have a family I have all this stuff I'll never forget what the show gave to me goodbye I love this I'll, I'll love Attack on Titan forever and uh, the reason why Studio Wit stayed with Titan for so long after like the five year hiatus between season one and two is because they all love it mm-hmm. so it's clearly it's I don't think they have fell out of love with Titan I think it's probably executives said no more or there's I, I feel like the show makes money. Uh, obviously, not as much as it uh, initially, yeah. but season it, one made a lot more, I think, than season two. Yeah, yeah, but season one also had all the non-anime watchers watching because it's also on Netflix. And then there's a five-year break. Yeah, I feel like that break really yeah, hurt. The break them. killed it. The break yeah. killed it for sure. Because like the hype for season two was not nearly as much as season one. There are a lot of people who I talked to, like who are kind of casually interested in Attack mm-hmm. on Titan, like. There's a season two, and I'm like, yeah, they're on season three right now, actually. Yeah. You should watch them. They're like, mm, nah. Yeah, like, so no, seriously, you should watch it. Just skip the yeah, season one. Like, you don't, don't rewatch it. Like, five years is like, that's a lot of time for to forget about what happened in season yeah. one. Then. Yeah. And that's a lot of work to put into just watch it season two. Yeah. Which, which sucks, because season two, one of the best pl- plot twists mm-hmm. relies on you remembering a lot about the end of season one. Like, yeah. the specific of, uh, formations of where everybody was when um, they were chasing Aaron. Mm-hmm. Like, and that sucks, but... That's unfortunate. Yeah, you guys will enjoy this season. Yeah, yeah it's. I'm already well, enjoying watching? it. I'm. I, I watch a bit of it, but I read it. So yeah, I, I'm already enjoying this season. <laughs> could could that be it as well? Now that nobody's watching the show, they're all reading it. The five year gap allowed a lot of people to start reading it, and I think that is like, all right, we read it. Why Here's the thing: it? I tried like after season one, and I couldn't get through the art, and the I'm like, I, I give up. <laughs> the art sucks. Yeah, <laughs> I don't say that. The art sucks, <laughs> but um. Like a lot of people, a lot of people say the art's good, but to me, it's, it's still a great downfall from the show. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about in the anime? Like, do you want to talk about the season or? Yeah, the season I feel like is going pretty good. I'm not watching a whole lot this season, so uh, I know I don't know. I feel like this season was better than last season. Yeah, 
Maybe. Um, I, I, okay. What, what happened last season? Just a quick thing. I, the biggest shows of this season for me, anime of the year contendent for me now is Carol and Tuesday for sure. Mm-hmm. That show is fantastic. Yo, I've been watching and it. It's the so cast, good. The cast and even just like how well it's made and the amount of work put into the soundtrack is insane. Like if you guys don't know, Flying Lotus and Thundercat are on this and they're... They had one song that that was in episode six. If you got, do you, do you remember that uh, the, skip the band? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That song was yeah, the yeah. Flying Lotus and Thundercat, and man, it was so good. I, I am still I am so still much. behind, but from what I've seen of it, I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just have to catch up. Um, but yeah, I, no, I watch it every every Thursday. It's like I sit down. That's it. Yeah, nobody talked to me. Carolyn Tuesday is doing Carolyn Tuesday is amazing. Uh, Demon Slayer is also really good for this season. Yes. And there are a few other shows, but like you guys aren't watching those, so I, it's not really. Yeah, the uh, Kimetsu no Yaiba Demon Slayer is like a really solid. It's mm-hmm. a beautiful shonen. Like it's it is a shonen show. I like that as anime. much as Carol uh, and Tuesday. I think I like Carol oh, yeah? and Tuesday better yeah. for me. No, I yeah I like Carol and Tuesday better, but I feel like it's mm-hmm. as of this season as a whole, right? Mm-hmm. Is definitely one of the top shows. Yeah, like yeah, I get really excited. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait for Sunday because um or Saturday. I can't wait for Saturday because uh, Kimetsu no Yaiba and stuff. The thing is, like, I have more average reviews for this than last season, but I also have more low-rated shows for this season than I did last season. <laughs> so, like, it's Yeah, you're mix. also watching everything. Yeah. I'm watching quite a few shows, yeah. yeah. Too much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think yeah, that's the I end think of our... that's going to finish off our newscast for today. I can't really remember anything else. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's going to end it off. All, All right. right. So, if you want to reach us, you can reach us at day one update at day one update cast at gmail.com yes, that's day o-n-e update cast at gmail.com or you could uh, drop us a line on instagram and twitter at uh, day one updates with an s with an s yep also and with an o-n-e e3 yeah. is coming up so we're gonna have some stuff for that so yes be the, excited for that i guess the next uh, be excited for e3 we have a lot of gaming yeah. news coming up the next long cast will uh, you'll hear from us is i think gonna be a little bit different it's gonna be revolving around e3 right it's mo- it's gonna be primarily all e3 yeah mm-hmm. we so, also changed up the format a bit right uh due to scheduling yes. so we're gonna be doing uh, one week of uh, our updates so that's the hour and a half uh, podcast mm-hmm. and then the following week is gonna be our patches mm-hmm. which is those like uh half hour 45 minute uh runs mm-hmm. and i think looking at our schedule right now uh, we won't be record or sorry we won't be uploading in the middle of e3 schedule as we normally do for our long form because you know we're it's not E3. gonna yeah it's, it's e3 yeah so we're gonna have a big little info dump at the very end of it um, that we're gonna cover mostly yeah. all it's gonna be all basically gaming news yeah yeah unless something I'm big excited. happens in anime and movies and tv shows yeah. right it's gonna be purely gaming it's gonna be purely gaming so yeah that's gonna be our schedule for the future content and we hope easy's coming up so come listen to us check us out yeah <laughs> and uh yeah see you guys next time peace out